The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus showed himself to his disciples, and after they had eaten, he said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these others do? He answered, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Look after my sheep. Then he said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was upset that he asked him a third time, Do you love me? And said, Lord, you know everything. You know I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. I tell you most solemnly, when you were young, you put your own belt on and walked where you liked. But when you have grown old, you will stretch out your hands and somebody else will put a belt around you and take you where you would rather not go. In these words, he indicated the kind of death by which Peter would give glory to God. After this, he said, follow me, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What do you think about that gospel reading? It's pretty gripping, isn't it? Can you see it in your mind? This strange encounter with Jesus and Peter. You know, the Bible is very clever in the way it reiterates its message. You know, it says something. Has anyone ever watched those Marvel movies? Ever, ever seen a Marvel movie? You know, at the end of the credits, if, you, if you're patient enough, you wait till the very end of the credits and they have what's called an Easter egg. Have you ever seen that? It's like, oh, I can see who the next bad guy is going to be because they just put a little teaser there. The Bible does that. The Bible does that. It has little Easter eggs all over the place. Um, now, this here is an interesting thing that Jesus is doing because Jesus is already died and already resurrected. So this is Jesus risen from the dead talking to Peter, right? What happened just before Jesus died? Do you remember? Jesus was arrested and he was being really mishandled. And Peter was at the fire sort of hanging around but didn't want to be known. You remember that, yeah? Three times. Well done. Three times Peter was asked, do you know that man? Aren't you part of his crew? And he said, no, I've never met him. I don't know who he is. Even though I speak the same language as him, I come from the same territory. Uh-uh. Three times he denied him. So what's Jesus doing then by asking him, not once, not twice, but three times, do you love me? See what Jesus is doing? He's undoing Peter's denials. Isn't that amazing? He's fixing the, the broken relationship that Jesus and one of his closest companions had. He does that with all of us. He does that with all of us. In any way we've turned away from him, he comes back to us and he redeems it. You believe that? Yes? No? Maybe? Waiting to see? That's okay. Wait and see. That's okay. Um, so Peter is like our friend Charles. Peter's a martyr as well. Not the Latin martyr, not a mother. The Greek martyr, a witness. Can I tell you something? In this world, we have this thing called justice. Do you know what justice is? What is justice? What does justice mean? Yeah. 
Nice big voice for everyone, hey? Mm. Okay, that's, that's an interesting definition. I'm not going to say it's wrong because it's kind of right, but it's not the kind of justice I'm hoping for. What's a better justice? What's a good justice? Okay, that sounds like mercy, doesn't it? That's good. See, sometimes, I'm going to ask a few more people, but sometimes we create this false kind of like, it's a big word, we say false dichotomy, two things that are like opposite. We say, here's justice and here's mercy, and you've got to pick one or the other. No. Real justice is mercy. Real mercy is actually just and good. Yeah. Fairness. Down the back. Setting things right. This is glorious. You've taught them well. This is Rouse, Mr. Parrot, Mrs. Mitchell, where we are. You've done well, hey? Good little. Yeah, what are you thinking? Honesty. Honesty. Okay. Anyone else thinking anything out of the mix? We're happy with that? That's good. That's good. Can I ask you, when you look at the world, just think of everything you see in the world poverty, people being picked on in classrooms and, you know, in nations. Like people get picked on a lot, right? for strange things, um, inequality, corruption, weird laws that seem to smush people down. Does that sound just or unjust? It's unjust. It's unjust. What do we do about that? What do we do in a world full of injustice and we believe in a God who's just? That's a pretty challenging thing, isn't it? I think there's two things to do. One, we become missionaries. We become, I don't know, champions of that which we know is just. If you can see an injustice and, and you've seen it, guess who's responsible for doing something about it? You. You saw it. You noticed it. Go and do something about it. Go and make this world a little more just. Not by going and you know, getting, getting even, that's a kind of really low form of justice. We're better than that. But by seeking fairness, kindness, compassion, honesty, somehow undoing the damage. You hearing me? This is a hard thing to do, by the way. It's a hard thing to do. It takes courage. And it takes patience. I mean, if you do it with haste, you might cause more damage, right? You ever seen that happen? Someone tries to fix a problem, they make it even worse because they rush things. Okay, so you become a missionary of justice. And that might turn back on you. You know, people might not really like that you're doing that. When you become a missionary for justice, you become a martyr. Not that you die, necessarily. But people start to notice that you're being mistreated because of what is right. Have you ever seen when there's like an argument happening and someone stands up for the little guy and they get picked on as well. It's like, well, if you're with them, you're our enemy too. You ever seen that? It's pretty bad, eh? It's pretty bad. You become a martyr. Okay. But a second thing happens, and this is for us as Christians. Um, we're here to gather in prayer because ultimately, who brings justice? You, me? Ultimately, who brings justice? God. God. And God does it Sometimes it seems very slowly. We think, hurry up, God. Fix this broken world. 
but God is gently working with all of us, very, very slowly, very gently, down in the, down in the cavity of our heart. You know, God doesn't rush things. Sometimes we do, but God doesn't. So if we want to be uh, champions of justice, missionaries, even martyrs, we have to patiently trust in God. God's timing, God's ways, God's slow, gentle mercy, slowly washing over people, changing their hearts, changing them from the inside out. That's how God works. That's why we gather here to pray. Because even though we're called to go out there and try and make a more just world, it doesn't really, the full responsibility of it is not on you, it's on God. So we bring it to God. We say, God, can you hear us? We're praying for the poor people. We're praying for the people in, you know, leadership in countries where there's lots of corruption. We're praying for that stuff. You, God, are just. Do something. Tell us what to do. We'll do it. How does that sound? Good? Good. Well, let's turn to God now in prayer. Make our petitions known.